Good day, good night, and welcome to Off the Woodworks. I'm Kevin Lagame, and this is a post-game show after the five-nothing loss of the Montreal Impact Reserve Team against the Toronto FC Reserve at the CCR, the Centre Claude Rebillard. So we have a post-game report with Mr. Olivier Tremblay from MLSsoccer.com, and I'll come back after that interview to talk about the little notes I took watching that game. It was a one-sided game, a loop-sided game, a very frustrating game for Montreal, for the reserve team. It was a very hard game for a couple players, such as Maximiliano Rodriguez, and uh, other like for Callum Malos, yes, he was at a position, I know, he was playing as a center-back. So first of all, before we talk to Olivier Tremblay, I'll just tell you what was the starting lineup, just just the back line and the the striker. The middle was alright, it was decent. You had Ubi, you had Arno there, you had Blake Smith on the left. And yeah, and on yeah, Masudi on the right. And on the left or right, anyways, they switched during the game as well. So but on top, you had Andrew Ranger as well. Masudi was there. And yeah, so it was not a great game for Mr. Wenger. That's what we'll talk about with Olivier Tremblay. Uh, a lot of missed opportunity again. But damn, Callum Alice was playing center back. The center back line for that game was all young guns, you can say. It was, we met at right back. Then you had Wandry Lefebvre and Callum Malus. Yes, you heard right. Callum Malus at center back. And you had... Uh, uh, Tissot on the left. So that was a, the back line, the defense for the game. And yes, uh, it was a rough day for Callum Malice. Even the referee, which it was a lady, it wasn't Chenard, so I don't know her name. She did all right. It was a one-sided game anyways. But yeah, she even like started to yell at Callum and you could tell he was having a rough day. But anyways, he was out of position. As a center midfielder, defensive one usually, and you put him in center back. Yeah, he was struggling. But that's, you know. So, yes, yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about today on Off the Woodworks post-game show. Yes, and two, a couple of things too. Tonight's the U.S. Open Cup uh, quarterfinals. As you listen to this, the games are probably over or going on as we speak. So, let's just pray for upsets again for the teams from the lower division, from the NASL and the USL Pro. The ones on our left are Carolina Railhawks and your Orlando City SC. The soccer team, the Lions, are there. Hopefully, the Lions will be Chicago. We'll talk about that on more on details in Friday's show. But because they're going on at 7 o'clock tonight, you'll probably listen to this later on. So we'll talk about that later. But there's a U20 FIFA World Cup. And the U.S. is going to face France. To, they have to win because if they don't win, they don't go all out for it. They're not going to get the four points because after two games. Yeah, so we're going to talk about the U20 World Cup. And the Confederation Cup today was the first semifinal for Brazil. Brazil. Seleção. Was facing Uruguay in the Maestrela. The Bra Whatever. Uruguay. So, we'll talk about that on After Woodworks. But first, from MLSsoccer.com, 
Mr. Olivier Tremblay, which I took a second to talk to him after the game today at the CCR. Down on the corner, out in the street, playing the football, the playing, bringing it up happy feet. We are here post-game at the CCR with Mr. Olivier Tremblay from MLSsoccer.com. Hello, Olivier. Hi, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Thank you. All right. So right after the 5-0 game here at the Saint-Claude Rebillard, Couverman a brace, Justin Braun scored, Reggie Lam as well, and Kyle Becker off a free kick. It was another difficult game for Mr. Andrew Wenger. A lot of missed opportunities. What's your impression on him? What should we do with Andrew Wenger right now? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, to me, the thing is, the thing with Wenger is probably more mental than anything else. Uh, I'm pretty sure that the, the opportunities that he did miss today, if it had happened in training, it would have been a, a completely different story. He would have put them in. Uh, currently, when he's facing actual opponents, it's just the ball comes to him and it looks like a ton of bricks. He's afraid to just, you know, break his foot in half. I don't, I don't know what I don't know what's happening, but uh, he he needs to get his confidence back. And whereas in training he does put the ball in. Uh, you know, in in the games, it's completely different. So, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe getting uh, getting minutes in the second division. I don't I don't know at the, at the moment. I'm I'm a bit at a loss uh, for solutions in a, with Andrew Wang. Is it almost like he overthinks too much the situation? Like he thinks too much of what he's gonna do instead of just playing, just like Paponi comes when Paponi comes on. He just doesn't even think. He just goes for it. Is it what's missing with Andrew? Uh, it's a possibility. It's a possibility. Uh, he, he's a smart guy. He's a very, uh, you know, he, he's educated. He, it was important to him to finish school before coming here full time. Uh, so maybe there's that, you know, intellectual process going in, uh, going into his game. Uh, but, but to be honest, the kid, the kid looks quite. Um, even though he doesn't look like it on the field, when we talk to him, he, he looks confident in himself. Uh, and, and there's at least that he can build on that at the moment. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's going to take something, you know, just a, uh, a silly goal uh, coming off his shoulder. I don't know. It's uh, anything at, at this point will do for him. Well, and speaking about kids, today starting a defense, we had Calvin Matt on the right back. We had Callum Malice and uh, Lefebvre at center and Tissot on left back. It was a really a battle of men versus boys, if you look at the defense. What's your impression of that back line for today? Well, it's coming along slowly. It's, uh, it's, it was not the first reserve league game that uh, Malice and Lefebvre played together in the center. Um, but, you know, it, it shows at times that these two are probably not feeling completely comfortable with the position, especially Malice. I think that Lefebvre is probably more uh, adept at, uh, at making the transition from center mid to center back. He's got uh, Nesta's backing. Uh, Nesta's providing him with chips and everything else. And, uh, all the, and, and it's, it's interesting because Nesta made that same transition himself when he was younger. He started in the middle and then he moved to center back. Uh, Malice looked more comfortable when uh, he actually moved to, mid to midfield towards the end of the game. And, uh, but you know, they're trying stuff in reserve league. It's what it's about in the end. And I don't think anyone is going to lose sleep over 5 nothing against CFC. It's, it's a reserve league game. Uh, Calvin Metz coming along fine too. 
he can play right back, he, he can play center back, and he, he did well when he was called upon in MLS, and chances are that he's probably going to get some more minutes here and there uh, as, the, as the games, you know, uh, as the games come. And, uh, and so we saw exactly what, what he's about today. He, he's moving uh, forward uh, at, at ease. He's at ease doing so. And uh, he had uh, Blake Smith covering for him. These two get along fine. They're going to move in together if it's not already, already done. Uh, and they, they'd, they'd like to be the left side of the Montreal Impact in the future. So who knows? Who knows what might happen? And speaking of uh, left side, Zakari Mesudzi had one of the only clean chances on goal today, a big save by the TFC goalkeeper. How is this devil mate coming along? He's signed for the club last month, so how is he doing right now? Well, he'd been training with uh, the first team for, for quite a long time, uh, getting along with everyone uh, pretty, pretty much uh, well. Um, and what Marco Childbaum seems to like most about him is uh, his intelligence knowing how to play soccer and, and it shows it shows not not in this particular game because I don't think anyone was completely on in that game but uh, but Misuzi you know he he's, he's just getting into the mood of being a full-time pro and uh, and and he's still young so and he's got the tools that can't be taught which are intelligence as I said, and knowing how to play soccer, so we can build on that, and the rest will come. And one last thing, Olivier. Today, Davey Arnaud played a good 60 minutes. He looked happy to be back on the pitch. Is there any possibilities we're going to see him at the Ciputo Saturday against Colorado? I just said so, actually. Uh, Arnaud might be available, not probably not from the start. I, I wouldn't bet on it, because you've got uh, Philippe and Bernier who are probably going to start in the middle. Uh, but yeah, Davies probably going to be uh, available at least as a sub, and I would, I, I'd, I'd like to see him on as a sub. Uh, ob obviously, it's it's MLS, it's regular season. They have games in hand, so they want to make the most of them. So they're probably not going to risk anything in his case. Uh, if it's a tight game, they might go a bit more conservative and go with guys that have been playing over the past few games. But uh, but Arno is still there's still a possibility that he might play a part in this. Well, hopefully we'll see him on Saturday. Thank you very much, Olivier. Uh, it was my pleasure. So thank you very much again, Olivier Tremblay. You can read Olivier Tremblay on MLSsoccer.com. Click on the Impact logo almost every day. He pops out another great article. So take a second and follow him on Twitter, Oli Tremblay, at Oli Tremblay. So thank you, Olivier. So yeah, as we're saying, another game of missed opportunities for Andrew Wenger. I heard people saying, put him at center back, put him in, you know what, put him in division two. Uh, maybe, like Olivier said, maybe that could be a possibility. But I don't even know what to do. Like Olivier said, we're at a loss. He's at a loss. I'm at a loss. I don't know what to think about it, about Andrew Wenger. He's, I don't know, he's something, in, he said, they say it's confident. He looks confident though, but he just can't finish. Send him to finishing school if such a thing exists. Please, send him there. I don't know, make him. Why don't they loan him out to Orlando? 
go to Orlando and be competitive in the USL Pro. Give him a lot of confidence. I don't know. Do something. I just want Andrew to become a lot better. Just stop procrastinating and thinking too much. And just put the pedal to the floor and go for it. What? I don't know. Uh, what do I know? I don't know what to do with Andrew. But anyways, it's always the same thing with Andrew Wenger. He's a great gentleman. Very brilliant. If you remember last year, there's a couple articles he wrote about the actual society of the culture of Montreal and Quebec and explain to the U.S. people, the U.S. people, to you, my friends, the Americans, the Americans, he explained like the actual history and in more details and in more depth in his articles. But if you want to take a second to read that, just Google Andrew Wenger. You will be able to find uh, those articles from last year. But anyway, he's very smart. He's intelligent. And I cannot... I can't believe that he's, it's over for him. No way. He is still learning. He's going to be gr not great, but he's going to be a very good, decent player in a couple of years, a couple of months. He just needs time to be able to finish more. <laughs> and yeah, like we're talking about with Olivier, uh, the back line, he, he, he had a, not a great, great day. No, no. Uh, you can tell that well, TFC had a very strong lineup for a reserve league game. We're not going to lie to each other. When you have Danny Kovermans on top with Justin Braun starting the game for your team, and and actually in Justin Braun's game, played a whole 90, scored a goal, Kovermans two goals, assist on Brown's goal as well. Great game for them. Reggie Lamb, even Reggie Lamb played in that Reserve League, so it was a very, very strong reserve team for Toronto. And Kyle Becker. What to say about Kyle Becker? He surprised me very much. Kyle Becker has a lot of potential, not only for Toronto, but for the Canadian men's national team. He is one of the bright spots in Canadian soccer for the years to come, in my opinion. Kyle Becker is flashy. He's fast. Has a hell of a free kick. Yes, it bounced off the wall, but it still went in. And he has a nice shot. He had a decent shot. Speaking about free kick, I have to say that one of the brightest spots of the Reserve League game today was Callum Malice doing a free kick from along. Actually curled it right on target. Yes, the keeper stopped it, but it was a great try. And he does have a decent shot. One of the only chances Montreal got. That one with uh, Wenger got like 20 but he missed all of them. And Masudi got one, but it was a great save by the keeper. Saved by his face. But it was a great save by that keeper on Masudi's shot. He was all alone. Yeah, and Smith. Smith actually is the one that gave that pass to Masudi in that play. But Smith was very, very fast. Man, that guy is so speedy. He's tough too because he got cut. Had to go off and get taped off. Went back in. Had to go back out because it cut reopened. But Blake Smith is a very good potential left winger, left forward, if you could say, or it's more left midfielder for Montreal. He's fast enough to actually go past the defender on the left wing and go back inside after to cut back and actually faster than him. So Blake Smith, he's the only one that actually lightened up the offense today. Even though it was a 5 nothing, it li he lightened up the offense. So Blake Smith has a lot of potential. He played the whole game, probably not, got, not the whole game, but he got subbed up. Uh, I can't remember anyways, but probably not going to play on Saturday, 
against Colorado. But Blake Smith is coming along. His improvement has been very constant, but it's going up. That's what you want. As a young player, and uh, how old is he? 19, 20? So I don't know, maybe a little bit more. I think he's 21, actually. Well, when you're in development like that, you want a steady growth. You don't want to be good overnight, because then it probably won't stick. And So you want a steady growth, not too quickly, but steadily. And always improving as a player, and as a human being, and as a pro. Because there is such a thing as learning to be a pro. So, you need... As you are getting better and better, you need that increasement of abilities to be constant. And he's going there really quickly. If you look at his development compared to Mr. Andrew Wenger again, he's about eight months in front of Wenger right now. So it's going to be very interesting. Speaking of development and not going really great, we're Maximilian Rodriguez. He's not that fast. Yes, he lost a lot of weight. But he's still, he's still not in game shape. But damn, he's scary. Not scary as in scary good. He's scary as if I see him, I'm going to cross the street. And speaking of scary, I saw Nelson Rivas today at the game. He was not playing. He was not even dressed. He not even practiced. He was in street clothes, actually in army cargo shorts with a black wife beater, a black wife beater tank top. And he scared me. Just looking at him like, damn. Can you imagine him and Rodriguez play at the same time? People will just lay down in front of them and be like, you know what? <laughs> it would be so scary. But anyways, coming back to Rodriguez, there's this one play that sticks out in my mind from today's game. He just loses the ball and just started jo jogging instead of running full speed to correct his errors. Come on, I was really disappointed and he's still not there yet. I'm still wondering what's the whole point of having Rodriguez in the team. Is it an actual favor they're doing for the Argentinian club to bring him in and start putting him in line. We'll see. He seems a very nice guy, actually. I heard him talk to Aldo Giampaolo. Uh, just talking and chatting. I was there uh, close by just writing my notes. Heard him talk, and he actually seems like a very, very nice guy. Actually, seems shy. Looks like a monster, but seems really shy. And I just can't wait to see more from him, even though what we've seen so far wasn't that great. But at the first 10 minutes of the game, he played really decently. But then you can tell that it's actually the game. Because of the game shape isn't there, he, got, he was second on every single duel from that point on. The first 10 minutes, he played great. But then, like we say, that hit the fan for the whole team anyways after the 10th minute. Because Montreal did start all right. But as soon as the first Toronto goal came in, the first government goal, at, it was not even 10 minutes, probably was the sixth minute. You know those reserve league games, you don't even have the scoreboard or nothing. So you have to look at your watch and actually uh, estimate the time of the goal. <laughs> That's what we did the whole day, me and Gio. Which, shout out to Gio Sardo, by the way, at Lefuti Weekly. Another decent, very good, not decent, better than decent, a very great podcast. <laughs> Sorry about that. A very good podcast uh, from uh, him and Carlos Candidos. Usually comes out on Mondays. Yeah, so we're watching the game together and we're like, damn. We were critiquing Andrew Wagner for the whole game, for sure. But yeah, you can tell after the first six minutes, seven minutes, when Toronto just started scoring, and that's where it, it was finished. After that point, it was all done. It was all done. But anyway, so that was the story of 
the Reserve League game. A game to forget. A game that you probably won't even never hear from again. Because we're not even going to cry about it. We're not going to cry tonight about that. Don't you cry tonight about that. So the Confederation Cup today was the first semi-final was Brazil, La Seleção de Brazil versus Uruguay. 2-1, La Seleção. Brazil scored the second goal. Actually, it was Paulino for future Real Madrid player or Tottenham Hotspurs. I don't know, two teams are actually fighting for for the transfer for him. But anyways, Polina scored on, yes, you guessed it, Neymar. Yes, again, Neymar hit a corner. A nice assist on the corner from Neymar. Because Neymar is Neymar. Three goals, one assist so far in the Confederations Cup. No, he does not lead it because Fernando Torres is the golden boot leader so far with four goals with Spain, if I'm not mistaken. But anyways, so that's the first set of final today. So who is going to join Brazil in the final. Is it gonna be Spain, which is semi-final is Thursday, 2.30 is a pre-game on TV Aspa, three o'clock is a kickoff. It's the Confederations Cup live from Brazil. A lot of protests again. The fan not the fans, they're not fans, it's the people of Brazil of Brazil are revolting and I don't do politics on after woodworks, but it's always it's always a bittersweet sight to see that many people revolt and protest. The bitter part is that nobody wants to see people get injured. Nobody wants to see people die. Nobody wants to see things broken down and chaos. But the sweet part is people are actually taking time, taking time to get their voice heard and have an opinion on something. And make a stand. So it's always bittersweet. Those two things I can relate to. So exactly. So tomorrow the second semifinal is going to be Spain versus Italy. La Furia Roja. La Furia Roja. La Furia Roja versus La Squadra Azzurri. So will the Azzurri, we're going to be without Mario Balotelli, because Balotelli injured himself and he's back in Milan to get treated by the doctors from his team. And Pirlo's questionable. Still, there's no word today if Pirlo's going to be available to play tomorrow. Still nursing the same injury that took him out of Game 3. So, it's going to be very, very, very interesting to see if he plays, because if... Pirlo and Balotelli, we know if he plays, but if Pirlo is not there, I don't see no way Italy has what it takes to play Spain. Because first of all, Spain has a lot of rested players. All their players had time to rest in one of the games from the group stages. So they are in top form, top shape, to play that semifinal. And don't be surprised 
if Spain joins Brazil in the final. It's going to be, maybe, maybe it's going to be a preview of the final of the World Cup in 2014. We never know. <laughs> so, watch that game tomorrow. Speaking about World Cup, right now in Turkey, it's the 120 FIFA World Cup. It's a big competition. If you don't know what's going on, that competition was in Canada in 2007. Remember, there was a couple of games that a big go was full with 50-something thousand people there. And yes, it's a very interesting competition. You see, all the future professionals of all the bigger leagues play for their country when they're still young. But all those players have been playing together for a couple of years. So usually it's very decent quality of football and very entertaining as well because it's more of an offensive type play than a defensive play. You wouldn't know that looking at the scores, but let me know. Let me know. Let me tell you that it's a very entertaining game to play. Right now, there's a, the group of death. It's the group A. There's two games played. We'll just talk about the two groups that actually interest me. There's six groups of four teams, which the top two teams move out of the group stage to go in the knockout stage, like all the usual FIFA tournaments. This is the group of death. It's group A, which Spain is on top right now with six points, two game played, two wins, only one goal conceded, five goals for France. France, Les Bleus, are second with two games played, a win and a draw, four points right now. The United States of America, of America, are in third place with still a shot of moving out of the group with facing France in their last game. So the United States needs to beat France and needs to actually score more than two goals and not concede. If the United States win 2-0, they're going to go move out of the group. But he's even trying to score at least three goals to make sure you got a shot of moving out of the group. Because if it's a draw, you're going home. We'll see. It might be the first time in history a team with four points not even make it out of the group in that U-20 World Cup. But anyways, that's the first group that is very interesting to me. The second group, which is... Very interesting and disappointing at the same time. It depending on what you look at it. If there's one thing interesting and one thing very very disappointing in that group, it's Group E, with four teams. Egypt last of the group, and England, England, third right now with only two points. There's no and Iraq, 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 Iraq is first and Chile is second. Very interesting group right now as well. It's a big difference between, like, even Group D right now. You have Mexico, which is fourth. Greece and Paraguay are going to make it out of the round, in my opinion. Mexico's fourth. What's going on with Mexico? Thought I thought they were a nation on the way up. I thought El Tri was on their way to becoming almost world champion in a couple years. And by, they may be not even going to make it into Brazil. It's going to be very interesting. The big teams, there's a Portugal in Group B right now, and Korea, South Korea there as well, and for Nigeria and Cuba. That's another interesting group. But as you can see, it's not all the same teams. Not a lot of European team right now in that group. In other groups, only France. France? I don't know if you could you consider Turkey and Europe. Not really. It's more the gateway for the rest. But it's basically Greece and Europe. Greece and France, that's it. 
So, a lot of uh, surprises in that tournament. So, watch out for that game, USA and France, to see if USA is going to go out to the knockout stage. <laughs> so, if you like Off the Woodworks podcast, my podcast, take our podcast, the people's podcast, everybody's podcast, it's out there. You like it? You listen to it. You like it? You go on iTunes and you click review. Give me five stars. First of all, you click subscribe as well. You want to talk to me on Twitter? On Twitter? You want to talk on Twitter? At Off The Woodworks with the next. You want to email me? Off The Woodworks at Hotmail.com And why not go on Facebook as well? Might as well, right? You already took five minutes to do all that. So take that 30 seconds more and go like my page on Off The Woodworks my page on Facebook, Off The Woodworks. So, I'm Kevin Lagame. Thanks a lot for listening to this to this show. Again, I missed it. Thanks again for listening to this show. We will see each other on Friday with a preview of the Montreal and Colorado game at the Saputo. And final words for today are for the Jebi Knights. I want to congratulate you on Operation Quetzal. Go on Peace Pandemic, all the information on there are there. JebiNights.ca, everything is right there. Kazimoto99, Marte Binet on Twitter, or at JebiNights on Twitter. They have all the information. It's a, it's a package. It's $80, which you get tickets for the game. You get a, a, a drink before the game as well. You get uh, tickets for a silent auction. It's against Kansas City. The Montreal, on Montreal, July 27th. And all the proceeds go to actually fund the Operation Quetzal itself, which is to get up to 600 orphans of Guatemala to the Montreal CONCACAF Champions League game in Guatemala City. So for all the information, all the W's.jebbynights.ca. And if, even if you have season tickets, give your season tickets away. Buy that special ticket, that special night. You get a chance to meet people you really want to see in life. A lot of special invitees will be there. A couple of news still going to come out next week. A couple of announcements about that night. Well, go and help Jebi Knights, Jeb Brovsky, Peace Pandemic achieve their goal to put a smile on orphans from Guatemala City. So, I'm Kevin Lagamean. Have a great soccer.